0: To my podcast, let's go. I'm all about doing what I wanna do and living life to the fullest. Every day, me and my team, we're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams. Welcome to my first investment property podcast, where we talk about our experience gained, wisdom learned, and the lessons learned throughout the process of real estate investment and development. I'm Edwin Carrion, the creator of my first investment property podcast. Stay on after the show, and I'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing podcasts in our industry. With that being said, let's get started.
1: Well, super excited to be back with you uh, today talking about uh, my first investment property. And today in studio, I've got joining me uh, Mauricio Roque, and he works with a company, uh, I guess it's his company called Brickstone Investment Group. So hey, super excited to have you on the show. So welcome today. Thank you, Doug. I'm very, very excited to be here. So you've been doing this for a while. Do you want to share with uh, our listeners just a little bit of your backstory and you kind of, uh, you know, what you're doing and then how you got into uh, into this business and, and uh, actually closing your first property? Yes, absolutely.
2: I, I actually do residential real estate. I live in Orange County, so I live um, about 10 minutes away from Disneyland. And I've been doing this uh, for about seven years now. I love my job. I love working with first time home buyers. I love giving them the keys to their property and so forth. Uh, however, a few years back, I it, it just kind of seemed like a hamster wheel because you sell your home, and uh, then you're kind of unemployed you have to go back at it again and you have to have a great system and it's great but sometimes there's things that are out of your control so I started looking into a a different way uh, of getting some type of passive income and just as everyone the first thought was okay let's I'll buy a duplex then I'll buy a triplex then I'll buy a fourplex and then I'll buy another fourplex and so forth yeah the thought of buying anything above five, six units, it just didn't even exist. It didn't even cross my mind. But um, I started doing some research um, about multifamily out of state. Obviously, I couldn't buy anything here in California. And long story short, in March of last year, I learned about multifamily. And once I learned about it, I knew that that's the route that I wanted to take. It took me about two or three months of research to make the decision that that was going to be it for me. And since then it's been a full-time job.
1: Good for you. That's really exciting. So you said, I heard you say that you, you know, obviously you're in, um, you know, in the West coast in Los Angeles area, um, but you don't invest there. Uh, Where do you typically look at um, uh, spending your time and investing your dollars?
2: Well, I originally started looking in Phoenix because it's only five hours away, and it's got the highest rent growth nationwide for the past six years in a row, and continued growing. And you have uh, other cities that are developing great, like Mesa, and uh, so that was my first choice. I actually the first thing I did uh, when I decided that multifamily was going to be the my career, I jumped on a plane, I flew to Phoenix, I schedule a meeting with the vice president of CBRE, Marcus Emilichap, CPI, and a couple mm-hmm. of other brokers. And I just went there by myself, just with a suit and a backpack, just to go talk to them and, and uh, let them know what I was trying to do. And uh, after a few months of working that market, meeting brokers, uh, property managers, I kept getting outbid. But when I say outbid, Doug, it's not 50,000. I meant uh, one of the deals that I really liked. I was outbid by three hundred and fifty thousand. Okay, so I was getting murdered. It's just it's not even not even fair, and I couldn't. There's no way I, I could make it work if I sure. adjusted my numbers uh, to the other uh, to the competition. Then uh, the returns were not there, and um, at that point I was doing it for myself and not for my investors. So after researching a couple of markets. I started looking into North Carolina mm. and also uh, Michigan. Uh, yeah. I ended up getting a property under contract in Michigan. I realized price per door is phenomenal. Uh, there's not too much competition because it's I guess it's extremely cold. Most people look for multifamily <laughs> in the South. Yeah. So there's not too much competition. You're looking at uh, under 50K per door, which is pretty incredible. So
1: that's where I've been spending most of my time in in, in Michigan. I'm just making some notes. That's, it's interesting because, you know, I think a lesson for people um, that are interested in real estate, real estate investing is that, like you said, you did the research, research said, Hey, Phoenix is the place to be. <clears throat> That's where it's got the highest rental growth. <clears throat> but obviously, you know, there was other people who figured that out as well Oh yeah, um, that were, you know, different. So, but you readjusted your model. You didn't say, Hey, okay, fine. I'm going to, I'm going to try to, to, to get into that market or I'm I'm not going to do this. You went, okay, I need to move. So off to Michigan. Yes. Well, I needed to have a
2: plan B because what happens in places like Phoenix, because everybody knows uh, um, about the returns, you have people with deep pockets and they don't care about 5% cash on cash, 7% cash on cash, 9%. They just want to park their money and let the rent growth uh, give them returns. So these are people that put 50, 60, 70% down and I'm trying to negotiate 20% leverage or 25% leverage. So it there's really no competition. Uh, it, it's tough. I mean, it's possible, but it's tough, just like Dallas, Texas, for example. But the beauty of multifamily is you can do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. I spoke to a, a, a gentleman who is buying in Alaska, if you can believe that. So uh, I've talked to people that buy in, in their backyards in New York, uh, you name it. Actually, my wife and I, we closed... Uh, our first deal, this was just a joint venture. This is a small eight units uh, here in LA in a city called Echo Park right behind Dodger Stadium. I never thought I would invest in LA, but that's a bit of multifamily. It's, it, there's opportunity everywhere. You just have to adjust your strategies.
1: That's really cool, good for you. Now, I also heard you say, you mentioned your wife. So do you work with your wife in the business?
2: Uh, yes, we do. Uh, we started working together. Uh, I started telling her about uh, multifamily back in March. Uh, of last year. And uh, it was one of those things where, yeah, it sounds great. I, I support you. I sure go, go with it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you go ahead and do that. Yeah, yeah. E- exactly. And and I kept telling her, look, it's, it's, you my wife is very smart. She's a, an industrial engineer. She's by far the smartest of the two. So I knew that if she wrapped her head around it, uh, um, there would be no turning back for her as well. <laughs> and so what I started doing, we started listening to Uh, instead of watching travel shows, we started listening to podcasts about multifamily and sure enough, it clicked and the spark just started and she started learning more and more. And before you knew, I was having a hard time keeping up with, with all the research she was doing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. What a great way to have a partnership.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We, we actually, we were going to attend a conference last, uh, uh, July and before the conference, I told her that I wanted to go to Hawaii. And she said, well, let's go after when it's warmer. I said, no, we have to go now. Once we go to that conference, you're not going to let me travel at all. I can assure you that. (laughs) Sure enough, we went to that conference. We were sitting there and she turned and said, "Okay, we're not going to rest until we get our first building. And uh, so, yeah, so right. We did it right on time. We traveled. We did everything, got everything out of the way. And then we just started focusing 100 percent on multifamily.
1: Oh, good for you guys. I mean, it's, it takes, um, takes a special relationship for husband and wife to work together. As I you mentioned briefly, I mean, we had this a little bit of this conversation before we started recording, you know, my wife and I both have, um, our own business and work in the same home, but, um, I haven't, I haven't been able to bring her over to the dark side to work with me. <laughs> <laughs> she, well, she does her stuff. I, I do the marketing stuff for her, but she has her own business. So. Yeah.
2: It, it can be challenging. I mean, just, just like everything, but, uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we we have the same goals. We want the same things. We uh, wanted to get a property under contract before we started a family. And actually, our daughter was born in, in March of this year. And it it just kept pushing us more and more. So it kind of put our needs to the side. And, and you know, we want to make sure that we both enjoy seeing her go to school and we have the time to take her to school versus being stuck in traffic at 8 in the morning or, or at 5 p.m. So you, guys I don't think
1: have that, you guys don't have much traffic in the Los Angeles market, do you? Oh, no,
2: no. I mean, every once in a <laughs> while. Yeah, just for holidays, we have traffic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've been there. where it's taking two hours to get out of the city. Well, I, I do
2: residential real estate. So sometimes when I have to go from one end to the other, there's one time it took me three and a half hours to go what normally would take me about an hour and 15 minutes. So, yeah, it's it's we we would I would like to spend more time doing other things than being stuck in traffic.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Oh, that's great. I mean, it's great. That's a great lifestyle to build. Um, you know, I, I I was at the side of the field for all my kids' sporting events and at all the dance events. And it's great, especially to be a dad, because um, there's not as many dads there. Um, yeah. at, at I've noticed events. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, good for I've, you. I've noticed that. And, and also, um,
2: it's not just the quality of, of life for us, but at the same time, when you live in, in a place like an like expensive city like California, you have people that have uh, 50 grand, 100 grand in the bank, 150, and they don't know what to do with it because they can't afford to buy a duplex. Because you mm. buy a duplex and you're taking an on I mean, a $400,000 mortgage because a duplex will cost you six hundred. So you have people that have the resources. They want to help their families, but they don't know how to do it. So I thought, and with my wife, if we can provide a way for them to have some type of savings or a college fund for their kids, something yep. where in, if they keep reinvesting in 5, 10, 15 years, they may have residual income enough to stay at home with their families. It may not happen now, but we could potentially help them get there in the next 10 or 15 years.
1: Absolutely. So let's, let's uh, take a couple of different directions. The first one is, um, why don't you share with, um, uh, with our listeners, what do you think is the biggest, uh, lesson or the most, you know, the thing that gave you the most experience in what you're doing? I mean, you've been, you've been in this business now for a few years. Um, you've obviously done, you know, you're making more right decisions and wrong decisions, <clears throat> but what, well, what's, what are the bigger lessons or, um, that you've learned?
2: Um, to be honest with you, I think that the biggest lesson is that you have to do everything yourself. Um, I think that when you start in this industry, you hear a lot of testimonials and it makes it sound a little bit easy. This person decided to jump on board and uh, in two months he had already had a property under contract or you know, this person raised this amount of money in such a short period of time or this person, et cetera, you know, you name it. But there's a lot of uh, uh, misinformation out there. The reality is it's a lot of hard work, a lot of hard work, and it it doesn't stop. So I think that the biggest lesson uh, to me has been it's a lot of hard work and you have to do everything yourself. If you uh, uh, don't have uh, the funds to close a property, then you need to Prepare the 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 mark. You need to go find the money yourself. That's what happened to me. I had a property, and I started uh, talking to all my uh, my friends in the network. And they always tell you, "You find the property, the money will come. Find the property, the money will come." I- I'm sure you've heard that before. I have. Well, it doesn't always happen <laughs> that way. So I, suddenly, I realized that I had to do everything myself.
1: Yeah. And I think the challenge with finding the money um, or find the property and find the money is that if you're in a market where where it's active, um, you're going to miss the property by the time you find the money. So you get the money to be sitting there so you can write the deal. Exactly. And when I say uh, that you have to do it
2: yourself, I don't mean that you have to wear all the hats, but you can find people to do it. You can designate people to do it, which is what I the direction I decided to go. I, I talked to some of my friends. And uh, I presented the opportunity and they obviously liked it. So I said, okay, you, you, I need your help with raising money. Instead of me finding a deal and then looking for money, yeah. I have one person that's already working on it. So by the time I get the property, the money's already there. So that's what I meant by, by doing it yourself, at least sure. finding the people.
1: No, that makes sense. Now, do you want to just walk us through a little bit about your business model? So, you know, um, what is the kind of philosophy and the direction um, of Brickstone Investing? investment? Yes, well, the idea
2: behind it is um, obviously for us is to have a, a more time in the future. But the idea for our investors is to give them an opportunity to have a plan B, Um like I mentioned, there's a lot of people here that have the funds, uh, they just don't know what to do uh, uh, with the where to invest. So that's our, our idea. We just want to be a guide. We want to tailor to different uh, investors. For example, if people want to invest here in California, we actually, as of a month ago, we found a way to do it here with great returns. If an investor wants to invest in the South or in the Midwest, we want to have the opportunity uh, to guide them there. If we're not investing there ourselves, I have plenty of good friends, people that I trust that have some great deals going uh, in those markets. So we we want to be a resource. We don't want to uh, catch everything. We want to be a resource. We want to share with our friends. We want to share with our colleagues. And we just want to be known as uh, uh, the place to go if you're even starting to think about investing—that's the vision for the company.
1: Well, good for you. I mean, uh, you can't be everything to everyone. And what I've learned, um, you know, in the time that I've spoken to a number of people that are, you know, in the same industries that you're in, is that you know they all find a niche. They find an area that they're comfortable, um, whether it's rehab or notes or whatever they're doing, um, and they work there, and it works well. But they stay in their lane. Yes, uh,
2: <laughs> and. I've noticed that too, and in, in, uh, um, I've met people that have investors and have people that are ready to invest, but because they're, they're not part of the deal, they kind of hold back versus allowing that person to go and invest and just becoming a resource. So that way, uh, if they have friends or family that want to invest, they go to you and you can either put them on your own deals or get them the right way or, to, or send them to the right person.
1: Well, that sounds really good. So I want to say just a big thank you for taking time. I mean, I know when we start talking, you're saying that you guys are really busy, which is good. So congrats. I mean, we're the world's <laughs> at a really weird time right now. <laughs> it sure it sure is. Um, and it, so it's so it's great to it's great to be busy heading into now the Christmas season. Um, where do you want people to uh, connect with you, learn more about you, um, and what uh, what you guys are doing? The easiest way would be our website,
2: which is uh, www.BrixtonInvestmentGroup.com. And you can also find me on social media, LinkedIn and uh, Facebook. Just my name, Mauricio Roque. Uh, that would be the easiest way.
1: Well, cool. Um, thanks again. Um, like I said, I've, I did, uh, I shared this before we started recording. I did have a chance to to look through your website. I like your website, the way you've set it up. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty easy to navigate. Um, my wife fun. deserves all the credit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, she's the one. She's the one
2: putting it together. Six in the morning, while the baby's still asleep, she's up on the computer. I mean, that, that's how we're doing it. We're doing <laughs> anything and everything we can. And when it's nighttime, then they're in bed. I'm the one going through financials for the property that we have under contract. So that's how we divide the work.
1: That's really neat. I, I mean, it, it's interesting because I think that often, like you said, the um, some of the promotions for people in the industry that are trying to woo people in um, may give the impression that it's. It's easy. You can just show up, and and in days or weeks, you can you can order that Bentley or whatever it is that you want.
2: <laughs> yeah, we hear about that a lot, and and I've heard that, uh, seen some testimonies. But at the end of the day, it's just a lot of hard work, Doug, and, and a lot of consistency. I mean, we have a property that we are going to close on Feb 4th, but it's this is a property that I've been negotiating since uh April. Mm-hmm. So to give you an idea, so it's, so patience. It's, Yes. Patience, consistency, yeah. and uh, just a, a, a ton of phone calls.
1: <laughs> well, good for you. So thanks, Mauricio, for taking time. Thanks for sharing uh, what you guys are doing. Thank you, yeah. Doug. Thank you for having us. Uh, you're very welcome. Hey, uh, listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, make sure you you go over and check out uh, Mauricio's website. Um, and um, you can find him on LinkedIn, like you said. So go to brickstoneinvestmentgroup.com. So thanks again, Mauricio. Have a Have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you. You too, Doug. Bye. I'm all about doing what I want to do and living life to the fullest.
0: Every day, me and my team. We're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams. Thank you for listening to my first investment property podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story and you want to be a guest on my show, please visit my website, edwincarion.com forward slash podcast forward slash apply. And if you like what you heard today, please follow me on my social media channels, Instagram and Facebook at Edwin Carrion78, or click on the link on my website. Also, please subscribe to our show on Apple, Google, Spotify, and you'll find our podcast there. Whatever you listen to your podcast. Once again, I'm Edwin Carrion. Thank you for listening to my first investment property podcast. Until next time.